Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick with the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys Week 14 Wide Receiver Start or Sit Decisions for Fantasy Football in 2020. Inside of this video, we are going to be going over every single matchup for Week Number 14 of the 2020 Fantasy Football season, and discussing whether you should start or sit the wide receivers in each and every single matchup. So before we get into this, I'd like to ask if that at any point inside this video, you end up having a great time, you end up enjoying, to please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2000. 2020 Fantasy Football Championship, and real quick before we get real deep into it, I'd like to give you guys a quick word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com is my favorite way to play daily fantasy sports on the whole World Wide Web. It is so simple. You go on OverlayDFS.com. They have two options, the progressive tournaments or the matchup shop. Either way is a fun way to go, but I like doing the matchup shop because of how simple it is. Anyone can do this. Who do you think is going to score more fantasy points? Amari Cooper minus two or CD Lom plus two fantasy football points? Who scores more fantasy points tonight? Lamar Jackson minus seven or Andy Dalton plus seven? There's matchups every single time there's football whether it's Monday night football, Tuesday night football when that happens, Thursday night, Sunday, and Monday. So make sure you guys check this out on any day. You guys might be watching this on Wednesday. There's going to be games on Thursday for you guys to check out on here. OverlayDFS.com. Very simple. Anyone can do it. You guys do all this research all week long to win your fantasy league. So why not get some extra cash on top on OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description. And we are back. Let's get into it. Week 14 wide receiver start or sit decisions. We begin with Thursday night football. Patriots at the Los Angeles Rams, a rematch from the Super Bowl a couple of years ago in which the Patriots slowly and methodically beat the LA Rams, but these are two different teams at this point, not really for the Rams, obviously, different clientele around there, but for the Patriots, seems like a completely different team under Cam Newton and Tom Brady, so we got Cam Newton here going up against the LA Rams, and if I'm being honest with you, I don't really trust any of the wide receivers for the New England Patriots. Jacoby Myers did have a nice hot streak where he did look very good, but as of recently, especially last game, he kind of just didn't do anything. And even in games where the New England Patriots are just beating the ever-living shit out of the other team, it just seems like the passing attack is not really there, and they don't really get too many fantasy points. So Jacoby Myers, as well as Demir Bird for the New England Patriots, are going to be sits for me. For starts for the LA Rams, I like Woods and Cup. Woods and Cup, to me, are pretty much weekly starters, regardless of who they are facing up against. The Patriots' defense does not necessarily scare me. I understand there's going to be comments, Oh, Nick, the Chargers got shut out by the Patriots. The difference is Bill Belichick literally just does fucking straight-up mental war fair right on the rookie quarterback opposed from him. Jared Goff has played up against uh, Bill Belichick before, so he knows all about that mental warfare. He's a vet in the game in comparison to Justin Herbert, who's played like nine fucking NFL games, so I'm sure that Jared Goff will be able to be fine, and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup should be good. Josh Reynolds is a guy that definitely does get talked about in the fantasy community, and definitely for a right reason, because the guy is definitely talented, but as the wide receiver three in a game that I don't expect to be a humongously scored game, where there's 7,000 fucking points being scored back and forth, I'm just not sure Josh Reynolds is worth it so he's going to be a sit for me. I just skipped past real quick, gave you guys a bit of a spoiler, but next game here, Vikings at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tampa Bay Tom Brady. I like all the wide receivers pretty much in this matchup for the Vikings. Adam Thielen, as well as Justin Jefferson, are just must-starts receivers at this point. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson ran a certified fucking train on the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Even in a game, it seemed like they were going to somehow lose. At the end of the game, you saw Kirk Cousins start fucking yelling at the offensive coordinator, just literally mental warfare, just yelling at this guy. And then out of nowhere, they ended up winning the game. So big congratulations to the Vikings for not losing to one of the worst teams in the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this was at the hands of Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Now, the biggest issues with the Minnesota Vikings wide receivers is not the, cl- the play calling. It's not 
the players themselves. It well, really, it is the fucking play calling. It's it's the fact that some games these guys are just so run heavy, right? Dalvin Cook jamming down the defense's throats, and then in other games they really look to air the ball out a decent amount to guys like Phelan and Justin Jefferson, which obviously elevates their point total heavily. So which game will we see here up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I feel like the Bucks are going to be able to score on the Vikings defense. I just feel like that's a guarantee. So that means that the Vikings will have to throw the ball a decent amount, which means Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson should get a decent amount of usage in this matchup, so I definitely do like them both. But obviously there's definitely the worry that they start running the ball lot with Dalvin Cook and both these guys just simmer down and don't really do anything in this matchup but in my opinion that is not going to happen on Sunday for the Bucks, I like Godwin as well as Mike Evans now Antonio Brown teeters on the start or sit at this point in the fucking season um he really hasn't had that game where it's Antonio Brown call God business is fucking booming we scores like two touchdowns gets like 160 yards and does what Antonio Brown does in the past or used to do in the past he has not had that game this season would it surprise me if this guy bent over the Minnesota Vikings and business is boomed all over their back with a fat load no that would not surprise me at all but would it surprise me if Antonio Brown didn't really do much and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are tag teaming that Vikings defense like they're part of the seventh floor crew 100% would not surprise me either so Antonio Brown is going to be a sit for me but if you are in a deeper league I would not hate starting Antonio Brown here up against the Minnesota Vikings next game here we got the Arizona Cardinals at the New York football Giants and if I'm being honest with you this Giants football team for some reason looks legit they beat the Seahawks they're looking like a fucking force in the NFC East. A force in the NFC East isn't really that scary, but they did beat Seattle, so I'm not going to take that out of account. The Washington football team did also just beat the Steelers, so the NFC East are kind of bums, but they're not as much of bums as we thought they would be. DeAndre Hopkins here up against the New York football Giants. I'm not too worried about the cornerback matchup there. Up against the Giants, sure, it's definitely a tougher matchup, and it's not going to be a game where, in my opinion, DeAndre Hopkins just slays the New York football Giants defense, but he's definitely going to be good enough to be worthy of a start. Christian Kirk, I'm just not too trustworthy of that guy's definitely just a touchdown kind of a play if Christian Kirk ends up finding the end zone you're to be very happy with the start but if he ends up missing the end zone doesn't end up scoring then he's probably gonna end up with like six seven points you're not gonna be too happy with that in your starting lineup for the New York football Giants Slayton just has been criminally underused did make a big catch in last week's game up against the Seattle Seahawks to elevate his point total but besides that didn't really do anything in that matchup had a goose egg the week before I'm just not sure if I'm truly on the Darius Slayton train this season maybe with Daniel Dimes playing in this game, which he should be, in my opinion, but Colt McCoy could definitely play. He could win, though. Colt McCoy is a certified winner. Sterling Shepard as well, just not a guy I trust here up against the Arizona Cardinals. Next game, here we got the Kansas City Chiefs at my Miami Dolphins. In this matchup, I'm definitely fretting for Tyreek Hill, but again, how can you be scared for Tyreek Hill, right? He is going up against likely Xavier Howard, who may be the defensive player of the year. There's definitely other candidates that could get it, but Xavier Howard just has seven zillion interceptions. This is a big matchup for the Dolphins. Would I be surprised if Tyreek Hill torched fucking Byron Jones or Xavier Howard and scored like three touchdowns? No, I would not be. That's why he is going to be a start for me. I definitely think this is a tough matchup for Tyreek, but Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, they're very fucking good, so it's very hard to sit Tyreek and I expect him to probably have a top 10 performance, if not top 5, even up against a tough Miami Dolphins defense. Devontae Parker is going to be a start for me, but he's one of those players that's nearing the edge of where I want to start them or not. Tua Tungavailoa just does not seem to like to throw the ball as much to Devontae Parker. That's definitely something they have to work on. He does love throwing the ball to Mike Gesicki, though, who we are going to be talking about in the tight end video, but I do definitely like Devontae Parker here. I feel like the Dolphins are definitely going to have to score in this matchup, which means they're going to have to throw the ball, which would mean Devontae Parker would likely be heavily involved in this game. 
game. So I do like him as a start, but if you have other options, I'd probably look the other way. For sits in this game, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, as well as me, Cole Hardman for the Kansas City Chiefs are just going to be sits for me. I frankly just don't know which one to start on a weekly basis on the opposite side of Tyreek Hill because one of them typically does do very good, but it's a complete and utter coin flip. It's not even a coin flip because there's three of them. So I don't even know how you would determine that. But you just close your eyes and fucking guess on the screen which guy you want to pick. Because in reality, one of them will probably have a big game here up against the Miami Dolphins. Which one, though, I frankly have no idea. And it's as good of a guess as anything because it's just random. Every single week, one of them does good. And sometimes none of them do good because Travis Kelsey just completely spikes the shit out of the defense. Jakeem Grant is going to be a sit for me. I just don't feel confident enough starting Jakeem Grant at this point in the season, especially with Tua Tungvaluwa under center who doesn't love to air the ball out to guys like Jakeem Grant. He'd rather just dump it off to a guy like Gasicki or maybe his running back. Next game here, we got the Le Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is going to be a murder by the hands of Derrick Henry. But with that said, A.J. Brown as well as Corey Davis have looked manufweak as of recently. Corey Davis scored like... 30-plus PPR points last week in that game. It was fucking unreal up against the Cleveland Browns. They were getting smacked up by the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns looked like a legitimate force to be reckoned with, and it was crazy. Corey Davis still scored a zillion points. A.J. Brown still good in that game, even though he got banged up early, did end up returning and playing well. This is the Jaguars we're talking about, though. This should be a too-easy matchup for the Titans wide receivers. So I like them here up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. For the Jaguars, DJ Chark could definitely have a good game, but at this point in the season, he has not been consistent which stinks because DJ Chark baby Chark my guy is one of those players that I genuinely really did like coming into the season I feel like he got cucked by the fact that Gardner Minshew got pulled and now it's been Glennon and Ata at the quarterback position but I still think DJ Chark is fine but I just don't really see uh too much safety in starting DJ Chark I feel like he's either gonna molly whop the fuck out of the Titans defense or just do nothing so in that kind of a situation typically I am just going to sit them unless I'm in like a must-win matchup where in that case I'm just firing all these firework rocket ship plays that could help me win the game even though they're not that trustworthy Keelan Cole as well as LaVishka Chenault are going to be sits for me the Jaguars they scored their first touchdown in that game I think it was the first one it bounced off someone's hands I don't remember who it was fucking flew like up into the air and just landed in LaVishka's hands it was probably the craziest catch I've ever seen not because it was like a skilled catch or something but because it bounced that far went like 20 yards back and he just caught it wide open the end zone was hilarious but that's not enough for me to want to start him up against the Le Titans this week next game here we got the Dallas Cowboys at the Cincinnati Bengals so if you guys have ended up enjoying this video thus far please make sure that you guys hit that subscribe button down below and if you are not new please make sure you hit that like button it really helps me out a whole lot I hope you guys have been enjoying these videos even though the season's coming to a close I make as much content as possible to really help you guys eat those W's like your name was famous James Winston so here in the Dallas Cowboys game I like Amari Cooper now we will see how Amari Cooper fares tonight up against the Baltimore Ravens as I'm recording this I have no idea what happens Cooper could go balls deep in the Ravens. He could play shit, but it really wouldn't necessarily offend, or not offend, affect my opinion here. Up against the Cincinnati Bengals, the Bengals defense, or the Bengals offensive line, frankly, sucks cock. The Bengals defense, not that good. They played all right up against Tua Tonovailoa, but at the end of the day, they kind of folded when it was important. I feel like Amari Cooper should be able to get after it in this matchup, so I like him here up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Tyler, yeah, Boyd will be a start for me. Obviously, he got into a fight later in that game to get him ejected. That was not really ejectable worthy, if I'm being completely honest with you. As a Dolphins fan, I didn't think Boyd should have been ejected. I think Xavier Howard 
was the guy who got into the scrummage with Tyler Boyd. I didn't think he should be ejected either. They said that there was punches thrown. It was more of like a fucking little shove. I don't know. The NFL officiating is just straight up bad news bears, and it took them five fucking minutes to figure that out. No, actually, they figured that out fast. And then there was another fight later in the game. It was a dirty game up against the Bengals. I feel like the Bengals players were being a little bit of schmucks, but then again, that's from a Dolphins uh, lens for me, so maybe I was wrong. Maybe the Dolphins players were doing something too, but that hit on uh, Jakeem, I believe it was, that's just fucking uncalled for by the Cincinnati Bengals. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are to be starts here up against the bum-ass Cowboys defense, regardless of if Brandon Allen is good to go or not. Ryan Finley is fine uh, as a quarterback as well. C.D. Lom is going to be a sit for me in this game for the Dallas Cowboys, as well as Michael Gallup, because frankly, I don't really trust any of them with Andy Dalton besides Amari Cooper. Next game, here we got the Houston Texans at the Chicago Bears. I like Allen Robinson in this matchup, even with kissing Titties Trubisky. It didn't seem to matter at all. Allen Robinson is still going to score 7 zillion fucking points, not against the Houston Texans defense, that they can bang like a fucking drum. I believe Allen Robinson will be able to put up a big point total here this week up against the Houston Texans. Brandon Cooks definitely took a shit right on your chest and signed BC on it, and that's not British Columbia. That's Brandon Cooks but he fucking stamped his logo right on you after he fucked you in the ass. I told you guys to start him, and I apologize. I thought he would have a much better game. Didn't screw you over, though. Completely just didn't have the game. I thought he would. But y'all know who did have the game. Kiki, do you love me? Kiki Cootie, wide receiver of the Houston Texans. This is a guy that I legitimately have so many feelings for, for fantasy football. I fucking love this man. All of last season, I talked this motherfucker up. Then he gets hurt, does nothing, right? This year, I didn't talk him up at all because I was like, you know what? He's stuck behind Fuller and Brandon Cooks. But now that Will Fuller decided to do some of those PEDs, Kiki Cootie, Kiki, do you love me? He's in for a big matchup here up against the Chicago Bears. Now, he's not definitely a top 10 option. I definitely prefer to start Brandon Cooks over him, but I would not be surprised if he had a good game here considering I feel like Houston is going to be crawling back into this one and having to air the ball out a decent amount for the Bears. Darnell, here comes the Monet, as well as Anthony Miller are going to be sits for me. It really feels like the Bears can only have one solid fucking wide receiver on their team. They can't afford to have a guy like Monet or Anthony Miller. Now, they're definitely good players, but they just don't get enough looks in this offense under Mr. Matt Nagy next game. Here we got the Broncos at the Carolina Panthers, and man, oh man, is this sad. Curtis Samuel, as well as DJ Moore, are on the COVID IR down the stretch when you're trying to get into the playoffs or you're already in the playoffs. DJ Moore, a guy that actually hasn't been all that shit as of recently, going to be missing for you. And Curtis Samuel, a guy who would have probably really much stepped up, very much so stepped up uh, with DJ Moore out also has Corona, so obviously that fucking sucks. Uh, Robbie Anderson, though, really the only wide receiver now on the team. Definitely going to be a locked and loaded go for me. Up against the Denver Broncos, Jerry Judy has been completely and utterly cucked by a guy named Tim fucking Patrick. Timmy Two Tugs last week up against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think Tim Patrick could be in for a big matchup here up against the Carolina Panthers. I wouldn't be opposed to starting Jerry Judy, but it seems like Patrick is the number one target on this team over Jerry Judy, which is very surprising considering the talent Jerry Judy showed in college and obviously the draft capital they invested in him this season going into the draft. Next game, here we got the New York Football Jets at the Seattle Seahawks. Now we're reductive or reluctantly, I think that's the word, tell you to start Jamison Crowder in this matchup. Why is that? That's because the Seahawks' defense fucking sucks. We saw them get beat by Colt fucking McCoy. Colt McCoy beat them. 
The Seahawks looked deflated like a football in New England when they were going up against the Indianapolis Colts. They frankly did last week. Russell Wilson was not cooking at all. Remy from Ratatouille was not in his hat or in his helmet trying to show him how to cook it up. It just frankly did not work. It was too cold to be cooking. Maybe. I don't know what the fuck it was, but Russell Wilson looked like dick in that game, frankly. He should have been able to hit the Seattle Seahawks with the walls of Jericho, hit him with the 619 Rey Mysterio, but they didn't do any of that. They frankly just got butt-fucked in that game, and it was not a fine sight to watch. To be honest, maybe for Giants fans it was. I'm not a Giants fan. I bet on the Seattle Seahawks, and I cried a little. Not really, but it did make me a bit sad because I had no idea how the Seattle Seahawks could even fucking lose that matchup. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are going to be starts for me, though, here in this game up against the Seattle Seahawks or up against the New York Football Jets. The Jets' defense just sucks cock, so there's literally no way Russell Wilson doesn't cook it up in this matchup. uh, Jamison Crowder, again, I'm definitely reluctant to tell you to start him, but I do think he should be fine up against a not-so-hot Seahawks defense. He did look good last week up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Denzel Mims as well as Rashad Perriman definitely could be worthy of starts, but it's kind of a coin flip between the two, and it's also a coin flip that the offense even does anything, that Jameson Crowder, Denzel Mims, or Brashad Perryman even are able to get it done on a weekly basis. David Moore had an off game last week, was on the week before, so maybe this is the every other week David Moore touchdown game, but again, I'm not trying to bet on that when you're guessing on a touchdown next game. Here we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Indianapolis Colts, T.Y. Hilton has lit it up two games in a row. He's sparking it up two days in a row like his name was Snoop fucking Dog. Now, I don't like T.Y. Hilton. Not that I don't like the talent. I felt like he was used. He was old. He wasn't going to do anything this season. And frankly, I was right until the last two weeks. So congratulations to T.Y. Hilton. Now on to the Raiders. I feel like this is another matchup where he could potentially get loose. So I will tell you to start him. But man, oh man, does it scare me. For the Raiders, Nelson Aguilar is going to be sit as well as Henry Ruggs. Because again, any of these guys can light it up. And it is a complete and utter guess on a weekly basis which one it will be. And then we've seen those complete and utter breakdown games from Derek Carr where he just looks like he's going to fuck the defense right in the ass raw, where it looks like he's just going to easily be able to pick apart the defense and he plays like complete shit. So I don't necessarily trust any of those wide receivers in Las Vegas. Michael Pittman definitely could be a start worthy receiver, but again, it seems like T.Y. Hilton is the number one guy back, 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 back again this week. Next game here, we got the Washington football team at the 49ers. Washington fresh off of a win on Monday night football, or Monday evening football, the 49ers fresh off of a fat L. Now, this game is at 49ers, but it's not really. It's a neutral site game because they play in Arizona for no fucking reason because the 49ers or the governor of Santa Clara is a cock and doesn't allow them to play at their own stadium. So they're getting even further fucked here. Two games in a row, not at their home, but wasting a home game. Scary Terry McLaurin shit the bed up against the Pittsburgh Steelers and lost me a fantasy game. Now, I'm not pissed at Terry McLaurin because at the end of the day, this guy has done everything the whole season to elevate me to the point where I can contend for the playoffs, where you can contend for the playoffs, where you were feeling good about him. Now, he had one bad game, but I won't go ahead and sell my fucking or sell off on him, be like, Terry McLaurin fucking sucks. He's not worthy of a start this week. He definitely is. We saw the Buffalo Bills go ape shit on the San Francisco 49ers, and we could see the Washington football team and Alex Smith look good against them as well. Congrats to Alex Smith for a amazing win up against the Steelers to literally seal his fate as comeback player of the year. Now, I completely understand why people would say Big Ben should get it, but in my opinion, I think that the way the NFL works, he wins because this motherfucker literally almost lost his leg, and then he 
has been winning games for the Washington football team. It's honestly amazing. Uh, big props to Alex Smith. Debo Samuel as well as Brandon Ayuk are going to be starts in this matchup. Ayuk has been unreal this season. Went healthy. Did have corona. Came back off the rona last week. Balled out against the Bills. Debo Samuel did nothing in that game. And then at the end of the game, light, I don't know, what is that? Flint hit the fucking steel or something, and a fire was lit below Nick Mullins that realized, holy shit, I need to throw the ball to Debo Samuel, and Debo Samuel ended with a fine game. Here up against the Washington football team, I do think both of these 49ers receivers will be useful. Cam Sims as well as Steven Sims, heavily used last week. What the fuck was that? They just didn't use Terry McLaurin, but it's okay. I think Terry McLaurin is back on the saddle and plays well this week up against the 49ers. Next game here, the Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles, but it's the remix. No Carson Wentz, it's Jalen Hurts. So... Does this help the Eagles or does it hurt the Eagles? I think it helps them. How much? I don't know. Because it doesn't seem like Doug Peterson under-fucking-stands his wide receivers in Philadelphia. Rager, Fulgram, Ward. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. No, not Nelson Aguilar. Uh, the other fucking guy. Fuck, I forgot his name. He's so He's been so useless recently. He literally hasn't done anything. His name is John Cena. Let me think. His name is Alshon Jeffrey. Sorry to Alshon Jeffrey. If you're watching this, I'm sorry that your name escaped me. You just haven't been relevant this year. You were a good receiver a couple years ago. Definitely, if you were on the Bears, you are one of my favorite wide receivers with Smokin', Jay, Cuddy, and Brandon Marshall. I loved you back in the day. Recently, you're a bit washed. But with that said, they're using Jeffrey more than they're using Fulgham, and Fulgham was on a tear in the middle of the season. Doug Peterson doesn't understand how to coach a football team. He did beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Huge congrats to him for that because everyone... Especially me. I fucking hate the Patriots, but don't hate you if you're a Patriots fan, though. Just don't like the team uh, just because they were winning so much, and I'm a Dolphins fan. But with that said, I think Fogum could demolish with Hurts under center, but I won't trust it this week until we see it happen here. Up against the New Orleans Saints, and they definitely have a tough defense. Obviously, MT Michael Thomas is going to be an insta start in this matchup, even with it being Breeze or Hill. I feel like this is going to be the week where Breeze may return, but does he need to? Right? He's going to be clear to play, I would assume. It's been like three, four weeks. But why would he play? They're playing the fucking Eagles. Taysom Hill can beat the Eagles. Taysom Hill's been winning all these games. It doesn't fucking matter. So you just play him again. No reason to get Drew Brees even more hurt. So I think it will be Taysom Hill, even though Brees probably is eligible to return in this matchup. Michael Thomas will be a start for me. Definitely not a smash start due to the fact that with Taysom Hill under center, they just don't throw the fucking ball as much. They like to run the ball with Taysom Hill. All this jazz. Austin Mataz, but I still like MT here. Up against the Philadelphia Eagles. The rest of this game is a complete and utter sit for me. Next game here, we got the Atlanta Falcons at... The Los Angeles Chargers. Boy, was I smoking that fucking Herbert pack on Sunday afternoon after everyone talks this motherfucker up and he doesn't do anything against the Chargers or up against the Patriots. Now, not all his fault, but if you don't score any points, to me, that's on the quarterback as well. The Chargers looked deflated up against the Patriots, which is funny, but they looked bad. They looked like they couldn't do anything. Will they mount back against the Falcons? I would have to say so. You have to. That wasn't the Patriots of the past, though. They should have been able to score on the Patriots, but they just weren't. Um, up against the Falcons, I expect them to be able to score, so I do like Keenan Allen in this matchup for a humongous bounce-back game for Justin Herbert and friends in L.A. Calvin Ridley as well as Julio Jones are going to be starts for me. They just are every single week. Matt Ryan going up against a bad defense. This screams a zillion points from both sides. Ridley and Jones light it up here on Sunday afternoon. Russell Gage is going to be a sit for me. Uh, just feels like he randomly scores every couple of weeks, randomly does something, but... If you're trying to trust on it, you really just can't. Mike Williams, this guy also, he's just a fucking coin flip. Which sucks, because he's a really good player. Some games he gets really heavily targeted. Other games he's just fucking a ghost like what Sam Darnold sees when he plays up against the Patriots. So, 
I, I really just don't understand it. Next game here, we got the Packers at the Detroit Lions. And in this one, I like Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, obviously, is must start at this point in the season, especially up against a bum-ass Detroit team. Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay is probably going to fucking miss again. Probably going to make me blow my fucking brains out. Sucks. Really sucks. Uh, Kenny Galladay is a guy I really talked up in the offseason. If you guys watched my videos back then, most of you guys probably didn't because there's like 7,000 new motherfuckers watching these videos that weren't back then. So, uh, obviously, you probably didn't. But I really talked about Kenny Galladay. Uh, I really liked him. was really good last year. The injuries have completely just, just sunken the goddamn battleship on Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones, though, has been spotty uh, up against the Packers. I feel like he should do well, though. So, I'll list him as a start. Al Lazard and MVS, definitely a coin flip between those two. Which one does good? Uh... I mean, Lazard would be my lean, personally, but I would probably just rather sit both, and Danny Amendola is going to be a sit for me for the Detroit Lions next game. Here we got the Steelers at the Buffalo Bills, one team who lost on Monday, another team who won on Monday. I like a lot of the wider receivers in this game. Deontay Johnson is going to be must-start at this situation this season. Just is. The Steelers wide receiver, for some reason, Deontay Johnson can't catch, though. Imagine how good he would be. I saw, I think Mike Lou tweeted out, Mikey Lou uh, of... The BDG, if you guys watch BDG, he fucking talks about it on Twitter. He was like, imagine how fucking good this guy, Deontay Johnson, would be if, if, if he could catch. And it's crazy. I was thinking the same thing. This motherfucker just drops, like, wide open balls. It hits him in the fucking hand. It makes no sense. And then other plays, he'll just look like Randy fucking Moss or something. Just imagine if he was always locked in. It's like something happens in his fucking brain where he has to do some mental gymnastics to move his hands to correctly grip the fucking football or something. But up against the Buffalo Bills, I expect this one to be a shootout. The Steelers are going to be mad, 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 mad. And Deontay Johnson is going to play good. Chase Claypool as well. Should have a bounce back game here. Juju Smith-Schuster, though. Is he start-worthy again? I don't think so. He kind of seems to disappear in a majority of games, so he's going to be a sit. For the Bills, Cole Beasley has been lighting it up. The mullet man, Cole Beasley. I like him here up against the Steelers. Same thing goes with Stephon Diggs. Next game here, we got the Ravens at the Browns. And who would have thunk at this point in the season the Browns have a better record than the Ravens? Who would have thought that? Not I. Not I. The Ravens are in must-win category. They're in must-win tonight up against the Dallas Cowboys. They're in must-win here up against the Browns to make the playoffs. They really are, and I am scared. As a Dolphins fan, I'm not scared of the Ravens. I want to play the Ravens in the playoffs. Personally, I think the Ravens are fucking fraudulent. They're bad. But I'm scared for the Ravens, how they must be feeling now. Going up against Dallas, you should easily be able to super soak them. Um, but up against the Browns? Who knows? Who really knows? So uh, Jarvis Landry is going to be a start for me. Jarvis Landry has been locked and loaded the last couple of weeks playing very well, so he's worthy of a start for me. Uh, the rest of the Browns, Rashad Higgins, all those other guys, they're definitely good players, certainly, but I'm not sure which one you're going to want to depend on. Uh, Baker did look very, 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 very good last week up against the Tennessee Titans. Hollywood! Brown, I assume, may be able to smash the Dallas Cowboys, but I won't trust him up against the Browns. Des Bryant is a fucking bum. Next game here, we got... That was it. That was it. I honestly didn't even know this was Monday Night Football. So the Ravens get three primetime games in a row? <laughs> what? That's so weird. Um, they played the Thanksgiving game that was moved to Wednesday. Then they play this Tuesday. Then they play next Monday. Is that a little weird? I don't know. That seems weird to me. 
Does it seem weird to anyone else? Let me know down below in the comments. I love you all. Thank you guys all so much for watching this video. If you guys did end up enjoying, please make sure to check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description. I love each and every single one of you beautiful bastards. And I'll see you guys tomorrow or potentially later with another banger of a video. I love you all. Have a great day, guys. Day as always. Good boy.